Hello there, welcome to the third episode of the Absolute Liberation podcast. Um, and so this episode is dedicated to a very special monkey uh, called Britches, who 34 years ago today um, was rescued from um, a laboratory in America by the Animal Liberation Front. Um, so this episode I'm joined by Mikey John and um, we discuss issues about vivisection, general animal rights, nominous for the voiceless, um, some issues about fox hunting and um, we also delve into his story quite a lot. Um, so if you want to find out more about Britches then um, please check in the show notes and there'll be a link to Britches' story in memory of uh, him and all the animals that have unfortunately passed away due to the scientific fraud. I hope you do enjoy the episode. So today I'm joined by an activist called Mikey John. Um, so would you like to introduce yourself for us? Hi, yeah, I'm Mikey John. Um, I've been vegan for three years coming up this year. And I've been involved in different forms of uh, animal rights activism. And um, currently I'm very involved in um, campaigning against uh, vivisection, which uh, I feel very, very strongly about. So for anybody listening that um, doesn't know, would you be able to give us a bit more information about what vivisection is, please? Well, the literal definition for vivisection is the practice of forming operations on live animals Mm -hmm. for the purpose of examination or scientific research. That's the literal definition, and that might sound, oh, that's all right then. Mm -hmm. No, actually, the, the, the real crux of the matter is it's carrying out experiments on animals. It's mostly done without using anaesthetic, so mm-hmm. these poor animals are going through um, horrific pain and suffering, and that's basically what vivisection is. Yeah. I think that um, needs to be thought about more. Um, I think in the sort of general animal rights movement, it, it can be forgotten about, which is is not good. Um, so, so some people might sort of become aware about vivisection through um, a documentary called The Animal People. Um, it sort of exposes uh, in the more recent, it's a new documentary, um, it exposes sort of in the more recent times about uh, vivisection while talking about a particular campaign uh, called the Shack Campaign. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, the Shack Campaign is the Stop Huntington Animal Cruelty um, so from my understanding, you were actually involved in the UK campaign. Would you like to share some thoughts on, on that with us? Yeah, I was involved around the year 2000 when I um, came to um, knowledge about this uh, laboratory in Cambridge, in mm. Huntingdon, it being the biggest contract testing laboratory in Europe. There was uh, an undercover investigation by Channel 4 a few years back called It's a Dog's Life. Yeah. And in this um, undercover investigation, they um, 
showed beagle puppies being punched in the stomach God. as I tried to take blood from them um, and being thrown against a wall. Um, this was exposed um, on Channel 4, and obviously there was a campaign set up um, by Stop Hunting and Animal Cruelty to close this um, disgusting place down. Yeah. And um, I became involved through that, really, um, going on the protests outside the laboratory itself, mm-hmm. um, taking part in protests against those who had um, shares in uh, Huntington Life Sciences. Yeah. Also um, doing information stalls and um, informing the public about this uh, evil laboratory, um, as well as taking part in a direct action mm-hmm. um, against a company that used Huntington Life Sciences uh, for testing its products. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, um, so 17 um, years after your sort of um, direct action and um, direct involvement with uh, the anti-vivisection campaigns, um, specifically Shaq, how do you feel about sort of um, Shaq and vivisection in, in general? Um, I think Shaq are basically heroes and mm. they achieved a lot. I mean, they nearly closed down this laboratory, the biggest one in Europe, as I've said. Yeah. And they nearly closed it down, but it was only for um, someone stepping in in the 11th hour that saved this disgusting company. Mm. Um, It achieved so much, um, and it had the vivisection industry shook. It really did. Um, It's just a shame that, in the end, they... um, incarcerated the leaders of the Shack campaign mm-hmm. um, and I wish that really we could go back to those days where there's more direct action against these vivisection uh, industries yeah definitely yeah I think it's something like I said earlier it needs to be given more thought and more uh, people need to sort of look into vivisection and uh, think about what they can do against vivisection. Definitely. Um, so, as um, from what I can tell from your social media page um, and from speaking to you, uh, you were you were heavily involved, or you were involved with um, the with the organisation called Anonymous for the Voiceless. Um, would you like to give us a little information on sort of your involvement with Anonymous for the Voiceless? Anonymous for the Voiceless, and uh, where you're at with that? Yeah, um, well, I became um, an organiser for Anonymous for the Voiceless um, about, I'd say, a year year and a half ago mm-hmm. for um, setting up a local chapter in my um, local town, which is a, a farming town. Yeah. And um, we did a number of uh, Cubes of Truth uh, events, and... Um, were able to reach people with the uh, vegan message. Obviously, we did have some opposition from the farming community. Yeah. But uh, overall, it was positive, and we're able to um, open people's eyes to what really goes on in these disgusting industries like the dairy and the meat industry and the egg industries. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Um, so is that something that you're still involved with today? 
No, um, I no longer am an organiser for Anonymous of the Voiceless. I just have decided that I want to go and do my own thing and not be under um, any uh, hierarchy. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's that's really interesting because um, lots of people... Um, that like you see on on social media there's a lot of people that have moved away from anomalous for the vo- voiceless for similar reasons they don't want to be dictated to under this sort of hierarchical anomalous for the voiceless system you want to have sort of free reign it's your chapter it's your project you should be able to do your own thing yeah. um so i think that's pretty interesting as somebody that's been involved with direct action and with involved with the shack campaign um, who's then gone on to be anonymous for the voiceless, uh, anonymous for the voiceless chapter organizer, has then realised that it's not sort of the path they want to take. I think that's pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So, um, in terms of the future, um, what do you think the future of animal rights would look like, or should well, look like? <laughs> should look like. I, I think. I would like it to go back to the way it was when, you know, we had these mass protests, there were animal rights groups organising minibuses to go to these different places, the laboratories, places that breed uh, animals for experimentation and other forms of animal abuse. Mm-hmm. I'd like it to go back to that time when we had mass protests and, you know, we kept the police on their toes. Yeah which was very exciting. Um, and, um, yeah, I'd like it to go back to those days. I don't see that that that's the way it is at the moment. And I think we have lost our focus in the animal rights movement on a number of issues, in particular vivisection. Yeah. It's definitely mm-hmm. dropped down the agenda. And, you know, it's my um, personal... Um, aim to mm. try and get the um, subject of vivisection back up on the agenda by doing a number of uh, things to highlight to the public the truth about vivisection. Maybe do like a, a cube-style mm-hmm. event and also um, planning on doing like a, a, a sort of street performance where someone would wear a, a lab coat and they would... Um, enact an experiment mm. on a, a on a dog or a or a monkey obviously mm. not real no. be a toy dog or monkey but just to show the public this is the truth about what really happens yeah, um, yeah. to animals in laboratories definitely yeah i think that's pretty interesting because with vivisection um we we're having this conversation before a lot of people will look at vivisection and they'll say um well yeah i'm against people i'm against people testing on animals when it comes to cosmetics and beauty products and household products but then um people say well if it's my son or my daughter's life against the life of uh, an animal i i i'm in favor of 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 that rat so just 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 in, just as an example to die instead of um instead of my child but i think that it's important because you touched on sort of about the scientific side of it i think it's important as well as showing to people that vivisection is obviously abhorrent and and evil 
and what they do to to animals i think it's quite important to sort of highlight that and at the same time highlight the fact that it's also scientific fraud in the sense that it doesn't it doesn't it's not um successful and it doesn't save people's lives what, what do you what do you think of of that yeah definitely i think people need to be aware of that and funnily enough i've come across some uh, fantastic information from a website called the vivisectioninformation.com mm-hmm. and in there it um, gives you 33 facts of does animal testing help uh, human medicine mm-hmm. and some of these facts are pretty astounding. I may, may, uh, if I could uh, share a few with you now. Yeah, please. Um, one of them is that 92% of drugs that are passed by animal tests um, they immediately um, fail when they're first tried on humans because they're useless, uh, dangerous, or both, wow. um, which is quite shocking. 92% is a very high percentage. Mm, definitely. Um, in the UK, there's an estimated 70,000 people are killed or severely disabled every year by unexpected reactions to drugs. Wow. All of these past animal tests. God. And in America, 106,000 deaths a year are attributed to reactions to medical drugs. Mm-hmm. And um, we talked about Huntington Life Sciences before. Yeah. According to the former uh, scientific executive of uh, HLS, animal tests and human results agree 5% to 25% of the time. That's pretty my pretty small percentage. Hmm. Christ. Wow, that's quite shocking, really, because we've all seen the awful, awful footage of what goes on inside of these labs, and to think that those animals are going through that um, for more or less no reason, in the sense that um, th- those they don't actually pass human trials. Those drugs that have been tested on the animals, I think, is is an is an outrage really and i think that it's something that really does need to be highlighted a lot more definitely and it, as you say it is an outrage and what a waste of a precious life as mm. well all those precious lives wasted absolutely for yeah nothing <laughs> exactly Um, so earlier we touched on about um, your involvement with direct action as part of the Shack campaign. Um, would you be able to give us a little more detail about um, what you're actually personally involved with? Yeah, well, um, I heard that they needed um, some volunteers, so uh, I volunteered myself not knowing what I was letting myself in for because obviously they couldn't tell you... Um, what you were volunteering for until you actually went to the um, safe house where they were. Yeah. And um, we didn't really know anything um, until uh, basically we got to the location. I do remember us all, there about 29 of us involved in this action, mm-hmm. and I do remember us all going um, at the back of a, a removal van mm-hmm. um, and about, uh, in the early hours of the morning... Uh, travelling quite a long distance, uh, in the back of that removal van was ourselves and these barrels, these yeah. the concrete barrels. 
Um, so we didn't have a clue really uh, what was going on until we arrived at the location. And then we were told that we were basically um, locking ourselves on to these concrete barrels. There would be three, three of us on each, con on, on each concrete barrel at different locations. Um, and the location was the Shell Refinery yeah. in Cheshire because Shell commissioned Huntington Life Sciences to carry out some tests for them. Mm -hmm. So our aim was to um, stop the um, oil trucks from coming out of that refinery plant that day. Um, so we locked ourselves on um, from 6 o'clock in the morning, and it wow. lasted all the way through to about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Wow, wow. Um, we did have opposition from uh, people that worked on the industrial estate where the Shell refinery plant was. In fact, we were threatened with violence yeah. um, a number of times, which, you know, to be honest, was quite scary. Mm. Um, but thankfully, I say thankfully, on uh, just for this instance, the police were there and obviously um, no harm was brought to us. Yeah. Um, around four o'clock, uh, we were um, arrested. Mm -hmm. um, and the police didn't realise that we had these sort of... Uh, when we were chained onto these concrete barrels, it was like clips, so you could just clip yourselves on and off anyway. <laughs> but they didn't realise that. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. But So we were arrested at four o'clock. Um, we were taken to the uh, different police stations... Um, around Cheshire mm -hmm. and um, obviously we were questioned um, and then around 11 o'clock at night I was released um, mm -hmm. which was quite um, sort of um, nerve-wracking because they pleased us to release me um, in the middle of the Cheshire I didn't know the area at all and there was no one around Crikey. so I had to contact the people that um, drove the um, the minibus, um, and they collected collected me. And then, when each activist was released, they collected them, and then we went back to the safe house. Yeah. Um, the result of that action was that we had to appear in court in Cheshire. Bearing in mind, I lived in the south of England, so <laughs> quite a journey. Yeah. Um, on a number of occasions, the court case was. Um, Mm. But eventually we did get to go to court, the uh, 29 of us, yeah. 28 of us, and um, we were charged with obstructing the highway, mm -hmm. um, which um, could have carried a, a heavy fine or a six-month prison sentence, so I was a bit shitting myself about that. Yeah. But because we um, pleaded guilty... We then just basically got uh, £35 court costs, <laughs> which was win-win, really. Yeah, got off um, lightly. Considering we cost the Shell Company millions and millions that day from that disruption, yeah. it was well worth it. So many of us are experiencing at the moment um, a lockdown due to the current... Uh, health crisis that's going on at the moment. So, 
uh, most of us aren't going to be able to go out there and uh, do any protests or direct action or any sort of street stalls campaigning against vivisection or any sort of animal rights issues at the moment. Um, So what do you think we could do as animal rights activists to campaign against vivisection during this uh, lockdown? Well, um, as it is Lab Animal Week, we can each day share posts on social media, so share posts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Mm -hmm. showing the unreliability of um, animal testing showing um, images of vivisection, sharing um, links to uh, charities that fund um, animal-free research. And, in fact, I do have an event I've set up for this Saturday on April the 25th. Oh, brilliant. um, Which is a social media action day. Yeah. Where um, I encourage... um, everyone to take part and share posts about vivisection, mm-hmm. um, how useless it is, um, the alternative to using animals in research, um, also using uh, two hashtags, mm-hmm. uh, vivisection is scientific fraud, yeah. and end vivisection, sharing them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and also um, sharing a real eye-opening video of a former vivisector, Dr. Ray Greek, mm-hmm. having a discussion about vivisection with the actor Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Um, would you be happy for us to share um, that event with our followers? Yeah, crack on. That'd be brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, so that um, event... Uh, will be in the show notes of of this episode so if you would like to um, and I don't see why not uh, to get involved with uh, the online action that Mikey has set up uh, there will be a link um, in the show notes for you to to do so Um, so you've talked a bit about um, vivisection. Um, would you be able to tell us a bit more about some of the other animal rights issues that are important to you? Uh, one of the uh, issues that is really important to me is uh, fox hunting, deer hunting, hare coursing. Mm. I think it's absolutely barbaric, uh, depraved, sick, twisted, and um, I long for the time when we can get the um, the hunting bill strengthened and the loopholes closed so that they can't go out um, trail hunting. Now, trail hunting, they claim that they're mm. um, not chasing foxes when actual fact there's plenty of video evidence to prove that they are illegally hunting. Yeah. Um, I don't do something myself because I'm a bit of a, a wuss, really, but <laughs> um, I do support the South by being a member uh, paid-up member of the Hunt Scepters Association. Brilliant, yeah. And also going on the Boxing Day protests that have been on in the past uh, two years now. Yeah, excellent. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good way um, for people who 
are against hunting and a little bit sort of worried because obviously I, I'm uh, as I've spoken about before a hunt saboteur and I think it's 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 quite it can be quite daunting to um, a lot of people to go out and um, actually face it directly so I think okay yeah you sort of are doing that when you go on boxing day but I think it's more of a sort of because there's quite a lot of people there with you and it's a protest and, and it's policed and then that's it and you go away. And I think, it, yeah, I think that's a good way to sort of, for people that might not be up for sort of really directly getting involved to do that. Yeah. Um, so is there any sort of other, have you been doing anything particular campaigning around that at all, the hunting? Um, yeah, I did do um, an event when it was leading up to the general election um, in conjunction with the League Against School Sports, mm-hmm. in um, encouraging people to consider, you know, who they vote for to make sure that if they're against hunting, they vote for a political party that is against hunting and that will implement um, the hunting bill being strengthened when they get into power. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, I think that's quite an important issue, actually, because... Um, a lot of vegans are sort of, or animal rights activists can be sort of scared to talk about politics. So I think, yeah, I think that's quite an interesting subject. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you mentioned um, about doing street stalls um, around the time of general the general election. Um, so is that something that you're you're interested in? Yeah, I do um, regular, when we're not on lockdown, yeah. I do regular um, stores for um, animal aid um, in our in our local town oh, cool. with a, a lovely um, female activist. And um, basically that consists of information leaflets about vivisection or mm-hmm. hunting or uh, the fur industry yeah. or the meat industry, the dairy industry, mm-hmm. fishing... Um, shooting, um, and also with that with that information store, um, my my friend who runs it with me, she also um, uh, she um, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot what I was going to say then. <laughs> Previously, you mentioned that you do a lot of campaigning 
um, in a farming community. Um, so do you ever experience any sort of um, bite back from the farming community itself or the farmers? Well, I set up um, uh, a uh, vegan vegan uh, chalking activism event mm-hmm. where we, we would chalk um, different areas in my local town um, vegan messages. Yeah. So we did receive some bite back from the farming and uh, hunting community, yeah. but nothing too major. No. Um, but we did receive also quite um, a few positive uh, comments regarding the vegan uh, chalk activism, how beautiful it looked, it made the pavements look lovely and uh, things like that. And um, even some people said it made them think. So yeah. um, that's another form of activism that people can get involved with after lockdown is lifted. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that's such an interesting um, form of activism because it's very, very um, peaceful and it doesn't take much. It just takes, it can take one to two, three, four to ten people (laughs) chalking these messages and it's quite an accessible, easy way. As long as you can get hold of some form of chalk, then, uh, yeah, then you're able to do it. Yeah, definitely. It's brilliant. Yeah. So I think that is uh that's everything we wanted to cover. Um but I'd just like to say um thank you very much uh to Mikey for joining us on the third episode of uh, the Absolute Liberation podcast. And uh thank you once again um for all the different forms of activism that you do um and are doing and have done. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, glad, glad to hear it. Um, yeah, so on social media, I'll be sharing um, some of the projects um, that you've that you've been up to, um, the online action on Saturday, um, and also uh, your Instagram page if people want to connect with you further and see what you're up to. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Perfect. Uh, yeah, thank you once again for for being on. Well, thank you. So I hope you did enjoy that interview and discussion with uh, Mikey John. Um, So yeah, make sure to follow him on Instagram. Um, And also please feel free to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And let us know where you're listening from. Is it on Anchor, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts? Let us know and uh, join in on the, the discussion. And, um, yeah, if you want to get involved and be on the podcast yourself, then feel free to get in contact with uh, either myself on Instagram at uh, antispeciesistolly or Absolute Liberation Podcast on Instagram as well or Facebook. Um, So I hope you did enjoy this uh, podcast and I hope you learned something from it and I hope you do take on board what Mike has said vivisection must be ended thank you for listening